Next on BYUSN, a performance to remember. And by a true freshman, no less, Luke Anderson using the force for BYU baseball. And now we're asking, what's the best single game performance this year from a BYU athlete? Luke Anderson will join us in studio. Plus, what's the best performance you've ever seen in person? Welcome to BYU Sports Station, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, April 10th. I am Spencer Linton, alongside Jerem Jordan. We both still do not have green jackets. One day, um, although we could just buy one. Um, <laughs> but there's a certain green jacket that uh, John Rahm has that we do not have. And then Mike Weir has. Uh, yes, happy he Happy 20-year anniversary of Mike Weir winning the Masters, which I said on, was it Friday or Thursday? Um, that's the greatest individual performance in BYU sports history from an athlete. That Fits here, the right? theme of our show today. Steve Young, MVP, amazing. You need a team, though, to play football, right? Um, so, incredible. On today's show, the best single-game performances in BYU history. Craziest performance you've seen in person, we'll ask you. Plus, do we, uh, we do play-by-play in an audio drum on BYU radio. We'll give you a taste of that. <laughs> uh, and rugby and the Cougarettes get it done over the weekend. Here are today's headlines. BYU football resumes their final week of spring practice oh, yeah, beginning that. today. Then the Cougars are really into the offseason. Another football note from the approaching NFL draft at the end of this month. Blake Freeland checks in at number 92 on Todd McShay's latest top 100 draft prospects list. Baseball lost San Francisco 15-5 Friday, but Saturday beat the Dons 15-6 thanks to Luke Anderson going yard not once, not twice, but three times for the Cougars. Here's what the third looked like. 3-2 pitch. Anderson again to center field. This one's back. Foster to the wall. Gone! He's hit it again! A three-home run day for freshman Luke Anderson for his first three home runs as a BYU Cougar. Listen, being in the crowd there, yeah, it was like, yeah. wait, he just hit a third? That was awesome, man. Mary Shady's laugh is the best. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> and to all a good night, that was fantastic. said Gary. Um, he's the first Cougar to hit three homers in the game at home since 98. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, we'll talk to Luke coming up. The Cougars host Utah Tech tomorrow, 8 Eastern on the BYU TV app. On to BYU softball, who enjoyed a sweep to open up West Coast Conference play against Santa Clara over the weekend. Hunter Ava, two for two with the home run and four runs driven in on Saturday. The Cougs, 3-0 in conference play, 20-9 overall, and now they host nationally ranked number 24 longtime rival Utah tonight in a rescheduled game from back on March 15th, 7 Eastern, live on the BYU TV app. Women's golf is hosting the BYU Intercollegiate today and tomorrow at Riverside here in Provo. Alex Udom, Alicia May Mateo, and Anik Hutchkovich are all tied for first at even par early in the round, and the men's team is at the Western Intercollegiate today. BYU track and field competed at the USC Trojan Invitational, the second-ranked men's team. How about the rank number two? That's awesome. I like. They had nine personal records with five second-place finishes recorded. And for the 11th-ranked women's team, Adobe Tabubo had two PRs in the 100 meters and the 100-meter hurdles. The 4x100 finished third overall. Men's tennis lost 4-1 to Santa Clara. Jack Barnett and Wally Thane were the lone winners on the double side. Barnett was the victory on the single side. Ashley Hatch entered for the United States women's national team in the 67th minute during Team USA's 2-0 win against Ireland on Saturday. 
Incoming freshman Kaylee Woolston won the state champions invitational MVP with 60 points in the semifinal and final, shooting 11 of 19 from three. Woolston is a baller. She good. Zach Selyus, also good. 39 points, eight rebounds, five steals, playing professionally in Germany in a loss, however, against the Gießen 46ers. Oh, the 46ers, <laughs> man, they can rebound that They'll get you. Yeah. Uh, it is his best performance of the season, statistically speaking. Uh, I don't know. Just kidding. <laughs> and Michael Rucker pitched an inning, allowing a run, throwing uh, two strikeouts for the Cubs and a 10-3 Cubs win over the Rangers. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Aaron Livingston is on fire. Oh my gosh. The blast and in! What's trending presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. What a performance by Luke Anderson. Amazing, man. You've never hit a home run in your collegiate career, and so all you do is hit three in the same game. We call that a Costco game. Just get you a three-pack. Oh, man. and you have two doubles as well. So yeah. five yeah. extra base hits, Amazing. 16 total bases, propelling BYU to a much-needed series win. So following that just unbelievable performance by a true freshman, no less, that we're going to talk to, as Jared mentioned, coming up in about 13 to 14 minutes. What's the best or the most impressive, if you will, single-game performance for any BYU athlete over the last athletic calendar year? So like August to now or whatever? Yeah. Uh, okay, um, Olivia Wade versus Utah in women's soccer was pretty good. That was she, special. She has a brace. She has two goals, of course. Winner in the 89th minute after Utah just tied up the game. That was pretty epic. Remember, there's no stoppage time in NCAA soccer. So the fact that Olivia scores this with like a minute and change left, this might be her last shot of the game and uh, beats Utah. That was pretty good. But my answer is Puka Nakua against Boise State. Okay. 14 catches, 157 yards, two toe-tapping touchdowns, including the game winner, which was one of the top, I don't know, 75 plays in BYU history. We have to figure that out Jared, still. This game salvaged the season. It may have, right? In perhaps the final game on the blue ever for BYU. You end the rivalry on that note. And BYU, remember, come, comes into this game having struggled. And they get this win. That takes the cake for me individually. Unbelievable. 14-157, two touchdowns. The game-winning catch is incredible. Puka Nakua against Boise State. Fantastic. Yeah, hard to argue with that one just because of what the game meant as well. That, and that factors into it. But you just saw his full athleticism on display and his playmaking ability in the most critical and clutch of times. And so I love that pick. Uh, that's my number one. But I got to give some love to Lauren Gustin. She just was a record breaker this year. Every game we were watching rebounds. Like We were on 2020 watch. Every game, Jeremy. That's called Barbara Walters. 20 points, yeah. 20 rebounds. Yeah, the Barbara the Bar Walters effect. Four Bar Barbara Walters this I, year. She did it four times. Mm -hmm. Four. That is ridiculous. It's crazy to do it once in your career. She did it four Brandon times Davies, in a season. Brandon Davies did it one time when we were freaking out. Yes. Back in the day. Just wild. So Lauren Gustin uh, probably takes it for me on the women's side for sure yeah. with her ability to score 20-plus, and have 20 rebounds. And the funny thing is, a couple of times, she reached the 20 rebounds mark first, and we were like, okay, she's just, just got to make a free throw. She's got to score one more basket. Okay, she, okay, now she's got it. There were a couple games where she didn't, didn't get 20 points, right? Her, her uh, best attribute is her ability to rebound. She learned how to finish even better this year. 
right and left hand, which was fun to watch. Yeah, so I mean, there have been some fantastic performances. Honorable mm-hmm. mention for me, probably Keanu Hill against Wyoming. Yep. I thought that was his coming out party, if you will. Yeah. It just, just nice to see the other guy step up and make plays because we'd seen Cody Epps, and obviously we knew what Pukunuku was very special. And Gunnar Romney had been dealing with some injuries. Well, and Cody's was, games came later. That's true. Yeah. Cody, Cody's games came later. Yeah. So Keanu, early in the season, kind of stepped into the, the light that Gunnar Romney left vacant because he was injured. And oh, by the way, Chase Roberts against Baylor early has eight for 122 and a touch. That touch is a toe-tapper right that, before that. That half. was a revelation. Was for, like, uh, you know, freshmen, that's up there with Luke Anderson. Hey, why awards type stuff. Um, okay, other, other ones that stick out. Uh, Rudy Williams twice versus Creighton and, and Utah put up 26. That was awesome. Um, Aaron Livingston against Gonzaga had 22 kills in three sets. That was wild. In three sets. Um, that is nuts. Casey Klinger taking seventh in cross country. That was his fourth All-American honor. He's He and Connor Mance are the only dudes to be four-time All-Americans in cross country. So that was significant. And then Cody Epps. So against Notre Dame, he only has four catches. But it's for 100 yards, and two of those two are touchdowns. touchdowns. Huge in that game. For a guy that we were, like, very excited about coming out of high school and then has kind of been injured and figuring some things out, in his third season at BYU, um, he has two monster games because against Arkansas, he was good too. So was Puka. But nine for 125 and a touchdown for Cody Epps, where it was like, oh, this mm. kid's really good. Um, and, and he is uh, one of BYU's best playmakers going into the season. Yeah, now all of these games you may have noticed – BYU wins. Because I, I thought about going Dallin Hall against St. Mary's when he had his breakout game against the Gales, but BYU loses Man, that game. It could have still been brought up if it was monster. Like, I would argue, okay, all-time best basketball performances. Tyler Haas, 48 in triple overtime at Portland, is one of the all-time greats. But because BYU loses, certainly it goes down a couple of notches. Yeah. What, in the top 100 plays of BYU football history, which we produced in 2020, we – took into account a lot of things, but we figured out that when there's a great performance and context, that is truly a great play. Like, we did not include Keanu Hill's monster game against Utah Tech because FCS. It's just a little different. And you're right. If you lose, it sort of dings it a little bit. It's like, oh, if you make the game winner or what. Like, if BYU doesn't beat Boise State, we're not like, well, Puka had 13 for 150 <laughs> and 1. Um, it would have been mentioned, but it's not like the play. Because it's the game winner, it certainly matters more. Yes. Chris Brooks, by the way, we kind of forget. 23 carries for 164 against the old rival. At Stanford. Uh, Stanford, because he played against uh, four Cal. Yeah. So he was like, listen, i got to beat these guys again. So that was a tremendous performance to end the year that BYU needed uh, to beat another uh, – P5 team and another Pac-12 win. Rudy Williams against Utah was awesome yeah. to watch. I'm watching that on the sidelines in New Mexico. Yeah. It's just, oh, that was that was Rudy's, like, breakout game. We're like, yes, Rudy, thank you well, for coming to BYU and beating Utah. In two consecutive Saturdays, he goes 26 against Creighton, who ends up going to special. the Elite Eight, almost the Final Four, loses against San Diego State and Utah. That was pretty cool. All right, our question of the day is related to our conversation, but we take it next level. What is the craziest BYU single game performance you've seen in person? Okay, that's the caveat. You were at the game and witnessed this happen in person. Craziest, most impressive, however you want to term it, BYU single game individual performance. Yes, for me, it's pick your Jimmer for that game. Uh, 52 (laughs) against New Mexico, 43 uh, against San Diego State. What was it, 47 against Utah? 
wasn't at the Arizona game in Tucson his junior year. When, that was like the first. But, yeah, there have been some amazing games. I, Max Hall 08 against UCLA where he throws seven touchdowns. But, like, Jim Friedek against New Mexico, he breaks Danny Ainge's record uh, single game and career on the same play. Yes. And it's an and one. And he, he got to 50 points without a free throw. Like, that's the most anti-NBA thing of all time. Because <laughs> it'd be James Harden having shot 21 free throws, which he probably did against BYU in 2007 or 8 or whatever it was. BYU won that game. I'm, con- I'm, st- I'm convinced. That's the biggest, just unbelievable oversight, Charles Mo by- tapped it in. oversight by an officiating crew. If, if replay is in effect, well, BYU what, wins that game. What league officiated the game again? It was, at the time, the Pac-10. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> enough. Said. Then it became the Pac-12, but yeah, even I, worse. I'm still angry about that. And then 12, even more diluted. Yeah, <laughs> I've t- I've told the story about the Jimmy fifty-two point game. So you witnessed it in person, yeah. and frankly, I mean, I, in, I, what, I wish Palm Springs, I wish I could have been there. Yep. I was covering the BNP Paribas Open, and I had to ask Novak Djokovic and his you had team. To? Well, they sorry. He was being nice. Like, they said, "Hold on. Would you like us to move so you can watch this game?" And like, it, it wasn't even like a good feed. It was just kind of like, it was a little, little bit. There uh, were no good pixelated. Feeds, that's yeah. true. Uh, then none of them were in crystal but clear. It, it had static on top of it. That's how bad it was. But I was like <laughs> so enthralled by Jimmer in the game at Indian Wells Tennis nice. Garden in the Player Media Cafe. Novak Djokovic. No, this is not a joke. Ask me, would you like us to move so you can watch the game? <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> yes. Which <laughs> <laughs> is the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. But that's, that's where my loyalties lie. I, Jimmer was so special. And there were a bunch of people in there watching the game with me, too. Oh, like, of course. Everybody, everybody knew about Jimmer. The original Caitlin Clark. The yes, original Seth Curry. everybody knew about Jimmer. Yep. Well, uh, Pistol Pete was really the OG of sort of the, like, oh, my gosh, are you, have you seen this guy? Okay, some other individual performances. The one that immediately jumps off the page for me was Taysom Hill against Texas. 259 rushing yards in 2013. And three touchdowns. Dude with the knee brace. (laughs) (laughs) He's running through 15th-ranked Texas's defense with ease. With knees. It it was kind of like... It was surreal. It was was a surreal performance. That was was week... Two of this show on the air? Yes. It was after BYU had lost to a terrible Virginia team on the road. Yeah. And Texas had destroyed North Texas. And so we were like, oh, man, what's going to happen? Get him under the lights. It was the crazy rain delay. The hand of Voldemort comes over. Yep. Don't say his name, please. (laughs) They clear out. The uh, the weather and he you don't just, have to tell me I produced that pregame run, show. Just, yeah, for two three extra, for three hours. Two extra hours. He runs crazy like that is one of the most wild, unforgettable yeah. individual performances I have ever seen. Even better, I think, than what Jamal Williams did against Toledo because it was against Texas. Yeah, two eighty six and five touchdowns, unbelievable. That was awesome. Jamal. That was, was awesome. On a Friday night, just crazy. Taysom as a quarterback doing that against Texas. You did see KBN on the Point Ball in twenty twelve. That is the greatest. Quarter, I think, maybe by an individual player ever. Tied at Murr, 90, Washington State, fourth quarter maybe. He won the game as a defender. But KVN literally took it over. He's like, enough is enough. He won Just the game like as a defender. Just like he took over the spring scrimmage in yes. Alumni Day with great commentary on the field. I remember asking my wife, like, is BYU really going to lose this game to San Diego State? San Diego like, State? This is terrible. I mean, I know the offense is struggling, and we got backup quarterbacks in, and no was, one's healthy. BYU had, what, nine points, I think? Yeah, it was. Going in the fourth or something? It's bad. And then... KVN takes that baby over. 
That was, that was incredible. That's awesome. All right. Uh, we want you to answer our question of the day. Uh, reminder, this is uh, open to any performance you have seen in person. Yeah, you, you were at the game. You were at, you were at the you game. Were there. Yep. Doug Heath on Twitter answers, Taysom Hill against Texas, racking up 259 rushing yards, and he mostly did it in three quarters. It was bonkers. It was the Manny Diaz game. He got a defensive coordinator fired. Yeah, a family <laughs> was looking for that bread after that game. That's how, that's how bad that was. By the way, at the time, the BYU record was, uh, I believe, Eldon Forti, 272-62 and 62 against George Washington. So he was like 14 yards away from the BYU single-season record as a quarterback. It's crazy. Not as a running back. Different Jeez. era, yes, for sure. Different still, era. Still crazy. And, and, and the phantom, Eldon Forti, all-time great, he basically played in the single wing where he was a running back, but he would just get a direct snap. It was like Wildcat all game. That's yeah. how they ran Yeah. It. yeah. Uh, Don Howe on Instagram answers, in person, Arizona State Good against one. BYU. Watching Tyler yep. Algiers' punch-out play after the interception was epic. Giving the Cougars a do-over with Jaron Hall's fumble recovery. Agony to ex- ecstasy all in one down. Okay, I'm in the press box. You're, you know, uh, on the set or on the field or whatever. And in the press box, there's no cheering. You cannot cheer, you know, and, and there's oh, yeah. a lot of neutral observers. I'm not a neutral observer. We are not. But I'm not cheering in the press box, okay? But when that happened, there was this, oh, from, like, everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. a reaction oh, happened. Oh. So that kind of tells you, like, where you sit when, you know, the, uh, the newspaper writers and everything are, like, reacting. Oh, for Something sure. Something happened. Okay, that's, so that's an unbelievable play. And, again, you can define it however you want. That's, 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 that's a performance. That's a performance. The running down the field. The play yeah. was a performance. Yeah, very nice. Continue to weigh in. More of those coming up. Uh, BYU at number 24, Utah and softball tonight. Going to be awesome. There's a rescheduled game from March 15th due to weather. 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Need I say more? In 2021, this was an epic, epic game, which we saw on Friday in our highlights with Masters Golf Voices. One of the favorite games I've ever called. So awesome. And I didn't even have the range to get the excitement out. (laughs) 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 Yep, pretty much. Up next, what goes through the mind of a hitter when you've already got two home runs on the day? Mm. Luke Anderson hit three. He'll uh, take us into that mentality next on BYU Sports Nation. Luke. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Luke Anderson with his first home run of the year. A solo shot into the pines in center field. Indeed, that is what we call a trifecta. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station at Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play alongside Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. The man you just saw we have in studio with us now, Luke Anderson, making his BYUSN debut three-home run day, Luke. (laughs) And two doubles. What a day. Oh, yeah, there's that too. 16 total bases. Incredible. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I don't know what you did for your warm up or if like there are superstitions <laughs> at play, but keep doing that. <laughs> are you know. a superstitious guy? Um, kind of, not really. Me and my roommate like try to do this. Like, if we do good, we try to do the same thing every morning, but I mean, I didn't do the same thing as the day before, so it worked out perfect. Okay, walk us through that first at-bat and that first homer, because you hadn't hit a homer at BYU. That's your first, and that's a special moment. Um, what do you remember from the first homer? 
Um, honestly, I was just trying to go to that, into that game. I mean, I had like an 0 for 4 night the night before with three strikeouts, but I was just trying to hit the ball hard, and I got in a hitter's count, 2-1 count. So I was just like looking for a fastball, and it, thank goodness he put it over the plate. And when it goes so over ready. the fence, what's that feeling like as your first homer in college? Oh, it's unbelievable. It was it's way better than any home run I've ever hit in my life. So it was it was a great feeling. A lot of guys run really fast after their first home run. Did you have to tell yourself slow down, enjoy the moment, <laughs> or or were you just like just get the home plate? <laughs> um, I was running around the bay, like I just I don't know. It was my first homer, so I was just trying to <laughs> not trying to go slow, but not trying to go too fast. But you're like I've been here before. Oh wait, I haven't. Uh, first one in college, I'm super excited. Okay, walk us through the second one. Um, so I hit my first one, and I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go up. Same approach, like hit the ball hard, and I got another good pitch right right down the middle, so I just had to put a good swing on it. Okay, you see that ball go go over the fence. At that point, you're telling yourself, okay, I'm I'm definitely in the zone, or or <laughs> have you not bought into that idea just yet? Um, I was uh, I was – pretty shocked honestly like I knew I hit it good but I didn't know I had the distance on it so after that I was just when I got in the dugout I was just telling myself I'm like okay well just keep going good with your at bats like keep hitting the ball hard like don't try to hit another one but yeah that was just my approach after that so luckily you then uh, ended the day and it was good no wait there's a third um when that third one goes over are you like, is this just the best day of my life or what? No, literally, it, it probably <laughs> was the best day of my life. Best day of baseball I've ever had, honestly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that last one, I didn't know if I had a chance because I popped it. I thought I just popped it straight up. But, I don't know, it, it had everything I had in me. So, it's nice. You got to West Coast Conference play and something has switched. I mean, you've, you've been a, a little bit of a different player since conference play started. What has changed since you got into WCC play? Um, I think for the first little bit, um, I was a bit just like jumpy or anxious and just like trying to do too much almost. So like after just, I mean, I sat on the bench for probably like two weeks. And then as soon as I got my shot back to play, like I just felt like super relaxed, like like everything was, was going to be like, okay, like I'm a good player. So like. I, and I knew that, so I was just had to like tell myself like, hey, like don't try to do too much and all that. Certainly validating uh, to hit the three homers, and you have the two doubles. Mm -hmm. uh, walk us through those two because five extra base hits in one game is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so on my my third at bat was my double. Um, I was just like my whole approach that whole day was just trying to hit it hard, and um, I hit that. My third at bat, I hit it pretty good, and was pretty excited that I hit a double or hit it at least because who know like after two home runs, like you think like oh this kid's not probably gonna <laughs> get another hit or anything or try to hit another one, so it was nice. And then that last one, I thought the last one was gonna go foul because it was tailing off to the to the right because it was going to right field, but stayed in there which was nice ground rule double i thought you were going to get a triple if that stayed in yeah i was i was thinking You've, triple i was running hard and that point like, we're talking cycle and then it's like oh could we get one more at bat a six that bad <laughs> but you guys are up by too much you know you're probably not going to extras but if you hit around i mean that yeah it was gnarly being in the crowd it was just every time you got up to the plate after that second home <laughs> it was like what's gonna happen this is exciting this is exciting what was the reception like on your phone and from your friends and family following the game? Oh, it was going nuts because I don't think my friends or family have ever seen me 
have a game like that ever. So it was it was it was crazy. Have you had a three homer game before in your life? Never. First one. Uh, yeah. You probably had multi homer games. Yeah, I've had a two home run, a couple two home run games, but never three. Never a three. That's wild. Mm-hmm. And you're a true freshman. You're the Gatorade Player of the Year out of Snow Canyon down in St. George. Um, we were talking before we started the interview. You had Tommy John surgery the fall of your senior year, mm-hmm. and you DH'd only your senior year, and you still won Gatorade Player of the Year. How'd you do that? Yeah, um, I don't know. It was just kind of like having that surgery took me like away from baseball, and it was just super hard. So like being able to battle back from that and then them telling me I wasn't going to be able to play my senior year, was like kind of hard, so I just like tried to do everything I could to to um, get to where I was able to play. So I think all that like hard work that I put in, like countless hours that I put in, um, really helped me. So you were told you couldn't play your senior. Yeah, well, not like told, but like halfway through, basically. Yeah. So I was just like, I don't know, I was super bummed out. But you figured out how to at least bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Get onto cool, the man. field somehow. And Gatorade play there. Were you already uh, committed to BYU at that point? Yeah. Okay. I c- committed like my sophomore year. Okay, so. so early. So BYU was like, listen, no worries, Tommy John, we got you after that. So you kind of had that confidence of like, regardless of what happens, I'm yeah. good for that. I was step. a little scared of that, but. That BYU coaches, might pull it? Yeah, but the coaches, we were, yeah. And were, the coaching change. Cool and yeah. Yep. They were cool. Luke Anderson of BYU Baseball is with us on BYU Sports Nation. You're a warm weather guy. You're from St. George. Finally, there was some decent weather in Provo. Wait, is that what happened, Luke? Is, is, was it that, got warm and you got hot? That's what everyone's saying. That <laughs> St. George weather hit, and now, now I like this is what I know, something. and this is what I do. Oh, it was it was really warm too. My in-laws got like sunburned. Um, you know, but they're from Portland. They haven't seen the sun since like 2020. It's been, it's crazy. Um, what was sort of the best part of that whole experience for you, of, of that amazing day that hopefully you'll top in the future, but that's pretty good. Um, I just, honestly, the best part of it was that my, my parents got to come up for it. Um, they haven't came to a game like that I've played in because they live in St. George and they both work, but it was awesome to have them there. First game of the season? Uh, they came or to first a, home game? Yeah, first home game they've came to. Wow. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Wow, okay, so again, warm weather. You need your parents there. Easter weekend. We need to make this happen. The Masters somehow played into this. Yeah, it's awesome. Walk us through your path to BYU. Why did you opt for BYU and, and choose BYU, as we just learned, relatively early on? Um, they've always kind of been like my dream school, and um, the coaches have helped out a lot with that. Like They've been like recruiting me at a young age and not like – they believed in me at a young age and that shows a lot and they were like my first school that talked to me and I think that's really big that they were like the first people to reach out and yeah why number 11 it's in your Twitter handle so it must matter to you um like I don't know like I said before like I asked for number one when I was like eight years old and they messed up and put 11 so <laughs> I've just been 11 ever since awesome. what's better than one number one two number ones two number right? ones exactly. I'm not only one you're double number I'm one both exactly number one. <laughs> that series was uh, obviously critical for, for BYU yeah. you needed Huge. to win a series in West Coast Conference play mm-hmm. how does that help a team's mentality when you have been struggling to close out series mm-hmm. yeah we've We've struggled, but like our record looks pretty bad, but really our like losses have been just so close. Like 
there's been a few games where it's like, oh, they, they really stepped on us. But there's been a, a lot of games where it's been really close and just little mistakes that's happened. But this series was super big because they were the team ahead of us, and then we beat them, and now we're just in front of them. And I think our momentum will just keep going because I'm thinking this series, like, showed a lot of us, like, what we are actually capable of doing. And, yeah. Yeah, trying to make that top six, get to the overseas tournament in Vegas, certainly the goal. Yeah. Uh, you play Utah Tech tomorrow night. Uh, do you have some homies on uh, Utah Tech? Yeah, I have, George lot, guys? I have a lot of friends on them. <laughs> any on any text exchange uh, over the weekend with yeah, those guys? Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's been a lot of text exchange. They beat us. <laughs> they beat us last time, so we're trying to get revenge on them. But yeah. well, were you playing in the last game? Tell me no. Tell me you didn't play. I I got like one at bat. Well, that's the, yeah, well, well, that, you know that's the difference. You know what? Who's gonna be at the plate a little more? Luke Anderson. Let's go. Do you have a favorite Major League Baseball player and or Major League Baseball team? Yeah, it's the Red Sox and probably uh, Rafael Devers. Okay. I like him a lot. Certain. You, ways you pattern yourself after his game and like like is that something you, you lean into um yeah he he just plays he plays really hard that's what i like about him like every at bat i watch like he doesn't like give his at bats away like it's mm. just super he's super good in the box like really good pop really good in the field like there's just there's nothing to not like about him you guys have a ping pong table in the clubhouse mm -hmm. who's who are some of the top players right now um, top players, I'm probably like maybe top 10. Ooh, okay. As a freshman, you're <laughs> maybe, just kind of laying low. Maybe that, but Ryan's PD, um, Bryce Robeson, and Peyton Cole, they all go at it. Those are the big dogs right now? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who's the one. They all beat each other <laughs> same amount of times, like, but yeah. Hey, Luke, thanks for hanging out with us, and fantastic job on Saturday. Uh, congratulations yeah. from all of us. Thank you. And good luck Thank the you. next couple weeks in school. I know finals are coming up here. Yeah. yeah. Let's give you Thank some you. BYU Sports Nation karma for that, for finals, <laughs> and to beat your St. George buddies tomorrow. Yeah, need it, need it. Can't wait for four homers on Tuesday. Be great. <laughs> thanks, Luke. Okay, fresh Thank off a nice series against San Francisco, as we mentioned, Utah Tech and BYU. It's the Luke Anderson game, 8 Eastern on the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Up next... Does an artificial intelligence program know something about BYU basketball that we don't? This is BYU Sports Nation. Terminator. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for content throughout the day, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. He is Jerem. I am Spencer. You know what time it is. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around presented by Marist, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. ESPN's Todd McShay has left tackle Blake Freeland as the lone Cougar in his top 100 NFL draft prospects at number 92. Concerning 17 days out from the draft? No, there's nothing to be concerned about. He's exactly where we think he's probably going to end up, which is like a third round projection. If Blake goes in the third round, awesome. If he goes late second round, fantastic, even better. He's right in that area where he's going to get drafted in the third round. Overall, 92 doesn't mean he's going to be the 92nd pick, per no. se, because he might be like the 10th best left tackle. And team that needs. Might, yep, team needs which team likes him the most, right? So not super concerned. Um, if he's drafted in the fourth round or above, it'd be like, or, or later, it'd, that'd be disappointing. Uh, certainly want him in the top three rounds. For sure, yeah. yeah it's, not, it's not time to panic. 
Artificial intelligence for the win, Jerem, here in this next topic. Chat GPT was asked to rank the top 40 all-time college basketball programs. The produced list has BYU at number 33 and Gonzaga at number 40. Take that, Zags. How do we feel about this? How do we feel about being ranked higher than Gonzaga? Uh, great. Uh, I would have Gonzaga above BYU, even though I know that a lot of their success is like uh, kind of late 90s to now. Yeah. BYU is number 17 overall in wins in Division I history. Did we know that? Does everyone know that? that BYU's won a lot of games. Top 20. But BYU's never made a Final Four. They have the most NCAA tournament appearances without the Final Four. So is good, but it's not great in terms of like making that happen. Certainly NIT titles in yes. 51 and 66. Yep. But it's, that's been a long time, dog. Like, but chat GPT does not care I about how long it's but been. But also doesn't care about humanity. Watch, <laughs> watch the Terminator movies. Um, yeah, I like this top 35. I think that's appropriate. Yeah, at first I was like, how in the heck did BYU get a better rating than Gonzaga? But Chad GPT clearly is looking at the extensive Our guys, history. Mel Hutchins and yes. Roland Minson. Come Dick on. Melka. Come on. Our guys. Now that's Roland Minson basketball. Yes, it is. BYU okay. didn't play that last Chad year. Chad GPT is all about the Roland Minson factor and those <laughs> NIT championships and the fact that BYU's been to so many NCAA tournaments. I mean, they've been to so many, and I know it's dubious that they've never been to a Final Four, and they have that honor of being the team that's been to so many without achieving a Final Four. But the overall history, yeah, if we're ranking like everything that's happened and what you've actually accomplished, now it makes a little bit of sense. Are we feeling better about baseball's shot at making the six-team WCC tournament after the weekend? A little bit. A little bit is the proper terminology there. Like, I feel a little bit better. If BYU can string together back-to-back -to -back series wins, mm -hmm. then I'll start to feel moderately better about yes. their chances. Um, I am excited because Pepperdine and Pacific are the last two teams in the league. BYU still has them on the docket. So, yeah. yep. BYU's got an opportunity here down the stretch. Uh, Stanford. Into men's volleyball we go. Beats yep. Grand Canyon twice this, this week. This helped a lot. Opening the door for a potential second place finish for BYU in the MPSF if they beat Stanford both times this weekend. So leading up to this, Jerem, for the first time, has Stanford actually done BYU a favor in the long history of these programs? Yes, this is the first time. Uh, <laughs> they've tried to not do any favors. Uh, no, but it was great to play you know, Stanford last year in football. Uh, perhaps in the future they'll play again. We'll see. But uh, yeah, we'd like to thank Stanford for LJ Martin as well. Um, yeah. Among many. Things. And Houston Hamuli. Yeah, win and Houston Hamuli. That's right. Win both, and BYU's the two seed, lose both and it's four seeds split, and there's a lot of complicated tiebreakers, which I will get into Friday in the break. Now, while I appreciate just the kindness and the generosity extended from Stanford's volleyball team towards BYU athletics as a whole, I care more about what BYU has to do against Stanford yeah. this weekend. Yeah. So favor this. Stanford. I hope BYU crushes Stanford at home this weekend, and they wrap up a perfect season at home in the Smith Fieldhouse. Would be just the third time ever. In the spirit of Spaniard, John Rahm's win at the Masters. Yes. Who's the greatest international star to ever compete at BYU? Uh, like, immediately I was like, it's got to be Kreshemir Chosic, right? That, that is the answer. It has to be Kreshemir Chosic. Who else? Frank Fredericks is also on the list. Like, yep. a lot of people, yep. I feel like Frankie Fredericks has kind of, he's been lost on a lot of, especially the younger generation of BYU well, fans' minds. And because track and field, right? Silver um, medalist but we need to bring in him the 100! From Namibia. Namibia. 
Yeah. Amazing. Play good rugby. Uh, Mike Weir technically is an international star, Jeremy. Yeah. He's Canadian. from Canada, and mm -hmm. he won the Masters. BYU has one basketball player in the pro basketball, in the Basketball Hall of Fame. One player. It is Chris Mitchell. It's Crash. He is the greatest international star in any sport BYU has ever He's had. the dude. I mean, Ziggy Ansah, you know, amazing story. Drafted fifth overall by, that was awesome. Yeah. Crash. Led the NFL in sacks one season. Amazing. Crash put BYU basketball, like, on the map, dude. 51 and 66, they were on the map. Uh, 70s, he's fell in the Marriott Center when it's just created. We can do a whole show on Crash. Yes. In fact, uh, let's do that. All right. Uh, speaking of the Masters. Yes, this was hilarious. <laughs> Former BYU volleyball player Price Jarman posted this photo of John Rum and his winning putt at the Masters with what Price says is his head in the background. He's got a, he's got a black circle there. Saying, if you're six eight, this is me. And stand on your tippy toes, you can be 15 rows deep and still see the Masters winning putt yep. drop. <laughs> this is the advantage of being six eight in that moment yep. on that spot yep. in that location. Have you ever wished you were six feet eight inches? Oh yeah, playing basketball all the time. But when I get on a plane, I'm happy I'm not six eight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I ever thought I wished I was that tall. I always kind of was like, I wish I were 6'3". 6'3 like, is like the perfect I like, wish I were six, three. guard height back in the day. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, I need to be 6'7 with a 7'2 <laughs> wingspan and shoot 40% from three. Fresh off BYU men's rugby is trouncing of Arizona 71-33. Uh -huh. uh -huh. What's the expectation now for rugby this year? Hopefully it's getting to a, at least a national championship match. I think they're good enough oh. to do that. Oh. It'll probably be the semifinals, though. I feel like the, yeah. sem the semifinals are a good baseline for success in terms of postseason play. Okay, BYU's ranked seventh. They play at Central Washington, who's ranked third. Who, uh, that's a varsity sport at Central Washington. BYU used to be able to sort of recruit guys to come in. Yep. And that's why BYU was so good. Now they have to pick from who is in school. It's a different philosophy. That's why BYU's not winning national titles like they were before. Yeah. I agree. Winning the quarterfinal and getting to the semifinals awesome. of Cal or St. Mary's. By the way, St. Mary's really good at rugby. Cal traditionally also awesome. BYU beat Cal head-to-head -head this year. Yes, they did. Cal kind of had a mixed squad because they knew the playoff seating were out. So it wasn't, the full, still, it wasn't the full yes, squad. Yes, but BYU made sure to make sure they knew uh -huh. that it was BYU's full squad. Get to the semis, baby. Get to the semis. Okay, BYU Radio has an audio drama podcast series called Kaboom. <laughs> On the most recent episode, The Viking Mascot, Spencer and I make guest appearances as yeah. play-by-plays. Here's a clip. The ground is starting to shake oh, around the 20-yard line. Oh my, something's coming Whoa. up out of the ground. It looks like a hand or something with long shark claws. What? It's a head. Oh, nasty. <laughs> you think we have a bigger future as actual play-by-play -play guys or radio drama actors? I've been asked several times what I would do if I were not doing sports broadcasting. Car, car salesman is my answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd crush I it. I could do that, but I would love to be a voice actor. Nice. I would love to be a voice actor. That shows you how far I need to go. Like I'm, I we, got a long way we, to go. We got there. a lot of work to do. I got a lot of work to, get, to do to get better in that, uh, that genre. <sighs> it was yeah. fun, it was a fun project. It was very fun. Very different. Random. Yeah. Um, you can hear or download the full episode of The Viking Mascot or any of the Kaboom audio dramas on the BYU Radio app or BYURadio.com or download it on your favorite podcast platform. Okay, if you missed any interviews, shows, or games, you can also find them on BYUSN.com and the BYU TV app. Get all your BYU TV sports content on demand. Still on the way, more of the craziest individual performances you have ever witnessed in person Jimmer! by BYU athletes. This is BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Billy White? Yeah. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk. 
your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live in Studio B. Our question of the day is, what is the craziest BYU single game performance you've seen from a oh. Cougar individual in person? I want to change my answer. Um, it was Cosmo on the table stacking where he <laughs> went up. He's doing That was unbelievable. Like, he's, yeah. Like, push, like he's, the strength involved there he's is like wild. Throwing his body up to the next level. What? Superhuman mascot yeah. strength. Cosmo, like, came into the stands and was, like, hanging out with a bunch of kids Saturday at the baseball game. And he came and, like, my, my four-year-old Tate, just son, put his arms out like this. And Cosmo did, too. And they just had a big hug. I was like, Cosmo, you're well, the best. He's super And then Cosmo. he goes, like, you aren't on the call today? I was like, no, it's Dave. Like, Dave calls it. Yeah. Spencer. Yeah. Thank, we're so Not great. today. We're so grateful, by the way, that we have a team of people absolutely that are here with us at BYU. Share the wealth. Yes. Love to step in. So that you can't have opportunities like that. Take your kids to games. Yeah. And it was like Kyle, it was like Kyle Van Oy going, hey, I'm feeling bad. I'm taking away from Spencer Jerms. Nope. No, 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 no. We have this vehicle. We feel heard. Trust me. Thank you, though. All right. At S Connie Coog, or Scony Coog, if you will, on Twitter, answers in response to our question of the day. The Mangum to Matthews at Nebraska Beautiful. play was awesome. Mm. Van Noy against Ole Miss was oh. legendary. Oh, she was Con- there Connie. in person. Connie Scani. Uh, goes to Nebraska and Ole Miss. Those are two great Not road bad. games. Oxford. Okay. Very nice. The Grove at oh, Oxford. The Grove. Very we believe nice. in a different kind of Grove Okay. Uh, here than they do. She's not done yet, believe it or not. Okay. The best single game I've ever witnessed in person was Tyler Algier carrying BYU and yep. absolutely going off. Good one. On Virginia, five touchdowns. Good one. 291 all-purpose yards. We forget about that performance. We didn't bring it up in the air block. Um, We're spoiled. Tyler Algier was a uh, baller. We're spoiled. And that was a great game. We how, are spoiled. How about that? It was like a family reunion, but then you beat your cousins in volleyball or whatever. <laughs> 66 <laughs> to whatever, 49. 66-49. That, that was a crazy one. Yeah. BYU was up 28 to nothing in that game. Is that right? Or was it 21? 21 nothing and then 28 to 7. And then down. They were losing at halftime. Half <laughs> that, that was crazy. Ridiculous. Tasha Lynn, 19 on Huge Twitter. Huge BYU basketball hey, fan. Yes, she is. Yep. Jimmer dropping 52 on New Mexico in the Mountain West Conference Tournament in 2011. Amen. I miss the craziness he brought to almost every game he played in. It was a fun run, dude. We, as a fan base, need to get that energy back in the Marriott Center for the Big 12. I hope someone can step up and become... The type of star that demands it, paging Dallin Hall, she says. No, it doesn't have to be Jimmer no. quality, right? Um, that's Historically for BYU, that's once in a generation. Um, you know, National Player of the Year gets you to at least a Sweet 16. Unfortunately, that's what it has required. Certainly, BYU's got a nice young core that they hope to build around in the transfer portal, and we'll see what that looks like, um, you know, coming up the next couple months. My Football, favorite. by the way, on Friday, it's Friday the 15th, I uh-huh. think it is, that's when the portal opens for football. Again. Again, yep. Okay, my favorite thing right now is uh, watching all of the Division One college basketball athletes that announce they're in the portal, and then like 20 minutes later, it's like uh, we've just been told that they've been contacted by these schools. BYU and is 100 percent on the list for every BYU, one of those. Players. BYU's shooting its shot. It really is. Okay, it's not. Um, it's not like BYU's like passive at all. BYU's <laughs> trying to get the best talent they can. And that, the lists get whittled down, yeah. you know. It's good to see BYU in some top fives and top threes for some of these top-tier transfer portal athletes. Yep. I feel bad for mid-major programs and coaches, though, because if you have a good player, it's see you later. 
It might be. And you have to re-recruit your own team. Like after spring, I promise you, there will be some BYU football players who are like, oh, yeah. they told me I was going to be third string, so I'm out. They're not going to say that publicly, or, uh, but that's how it works. And once BYU gets into the Big 12, and they have to abide by these rules starting now for next year's classes, you basically promise that student-athlete a scholarship the entire time they're at BYU. Yes. If it's not working out with them and they don't have a big future, you can certainly say as a coach to an athlete, hey, we don't see you uh, playing a big role here. Um, they could just stop playing that sport and just be a student here. But if they want to play, they're going to have to go somewhere else. So that's a little behind the curtain. For sure. Let's continue on with our social media responses. Caleb.j.mckay on Instagram answers. Mm -hmm. Kyle Van Noy single-handedly took down Ole Miss on the road. As a 10-year-old fanatic, I was crying because we were losing. And then after two touchdowns by Kyle, I was crying for joy. I'll never forget it. I don't think he scored twice in that game, but he did cause the game winner that he stripped. I don't and remember. And scored. There were only two score. touchdowns total scored in that game by BYU. It was 14-13. to 13. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. So, now, like, but now, now, now this is being challenged. Now I got to go back and now look. Caleb, Caleb is, it's, it, listen. Yeah, Ross Apple scored the other Not touchdown. faulting you because Kyle scored two touchdowns against San Diego State in 2012 in the Poinsettia Bowl. He scored so many touchdowns. <laughs> we don't know when he didn't score two. We just assume that Kyle Van yeah. scored two. Okay, yes, this fourth quarter, he blocks a punt. unbelievable. He has a sack, fumble, recovery in the end zone right here, and he has a pick six. Like three <laughs> unbelievable plays. Like he, if you had a parlay that was like a BYU defender will have a pick six, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and a blocked punt. The only thing he could have done more was block the punt and return for a touchdown. Wild. That would have been the Un ultimate. You know what? There's still room to improve, Kyle. Love this response coming in on Twitter from Roy Angel, who says, Ty Detmer's performance against Miami is yeah. the single greatest performance I've seen in person. I believe it was four touchdowns, three picks, but he went for over 400 yards. I'll give you the numbers against the Canes. He also said, "I was mm, at the Canes. Murph in San Diego when Steve Garvey, nice, oh the Dodger and Padre great, hit a walk-off to beat Dave McCann's Cubs in the 1984 National League playoffs. Nice, but nothing beats Detmer. Okay, Detmer against Miami in '90, uh, 38 to 54, 4:06, yep. three touchdowns." Says the one pick. Oh, only one pick? Only one pick, it says. Against Miami? I thought he had several picks, but uh, that's what uh, the homies at Cougar Stats said. Oh, interesting. I thought he threw, I thought he threw, for some reason I was thinking he threw multiple Now, Fumble's loss was four for uh, BYU. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. You so there forget. Were turnovers. Okay. There were turnovers. Every time someone says you have to play perfect to be the. No. 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 BYU no. had five giveaways against no. Miami and, and won the game. They beat the number one team. Still With the greatest five win. Giveaways. Still the greatest win by BYU football ever. Yes. Miami finished number three that year. BYU had three takeaways, so we're minus two and still won. Okay, that's mm. that, that's where I was getting a little confused. Yep. Sorry, Ty. I didn't mean to give you some interceptions. Uh, you know, I was but, like, what the heck? <laughs> that you fumble, did not throw against Miami. I don't know who had fumbles, but there you go. Our elite voice of the day presented by Pax Healthcare <laughs> Elevated from LJ Pearson on Twitter. The 1980 Miracle Bowl, wildest thing I've ever seen. As a BYU student, my first bowl game was at Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego with my dad. It was his first live BYU game. When the loss was inevitable, my dad insisted we leave. I wouldn't go. He thanked me all the way home. <laughs> Unforgettable. 
<laughs> oh my gosh! Imagine I, if you had left. And listen, there are many of you. So that many. Did. I've, I've heard too many sob stories oh, from yeah. fans who are like, "I <sighs> left. I couldn't oh do it. Oh my gosh! I couldn't do Can it." Can you imagine having left that game? Oh, that'd be terrible. Oh my goodness. <laughs> hey, join us uh, tomorrow night. We got uh, Utah and BYU softball tonight. Tomorrow night, we got Utah Valley playing BYU, 8 Eastern on the BYU TV. Yeah, back-to-back days. Plus, up next, a rise and shout-out to the most dominant championship team yeah. on campus. Get it. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps to uh, and listen to the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Once again to the perennial national champions. So good the Dance International National Champions in both jazz and hip-hop, the BYU Cougarettes, have done it again and again. And I'm not kidding you when I say I cannot keep track of how many national championships they've won. I want to say it's what nearing it, like 20, 25. Four, 25, yeah. Um, to quote the great Mark Duran on Twitter, few things bring me more joy than when the Cougarettes win the hip-hop dance national yes. championship. It's Every year. From, I love that it's BYU. Shattering it's, stereotypes. It's winning right. the hip-hop national championship. Listen, BYU can get it. Okay. Cosmo, best mascot. Cougarettes. Yeah. Best dance team in the land. We got best creamery in the land. We got a lot going on. Best fireside team in the land. We got it all going on I'm here. glad you brought up stereotypes, too. That's yeah. a larger big picture over the summer conversation I want to have about BYU stereotypes. Okay, we we need to go there. Sports related combo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can, well, you can take it anywhere you want. <laughs> we our, probably won't. Our thanks to today's guest, Luke Anderson of BYU Baseball. Sorry to Dennis Pinnett, we ran out of time. Conversation continues on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This and all of our shows are on demand on BYUSN.com. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Mark McKinney in Linden, Texas. He was at the alumni game. He asked for the shout out. He's got it. Nice. See you tonight for Rivalry Softball live on the BYU TV app at 7 Eastern. Utes and Cougs. Go Cougs!